0: How do you feel about the AKA in in different parts of your career? Like, do you prefer a removal from Kunle versus Irsnot? Do you like whenever it happens naturally? Do you think there are instances when they should be removed from each other, or do you just let people do whatever they think they want to?
1: The views expressed on this recording are solely those of the artists, and by no means do we encourage or condone violence against law officials.
2: Oh, it's for you. It's for you.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Blue Cheese with me, Ebony L. Haynes. This is a limited podcast series where I invite a friend slash artist to respond to this prompt. Name a song that you currently have on repeat or one of your regular playlist go-tos. That song is then the catalyst for a really fun and casual conversation that leads to a lot of places. Joining me on this episode is Kunle Martins, an artist who currently lives and works in Brooklyn. And Kunle's episode is brought to you by What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. In this episode, we talk about Jack Harlow, Iraq cycling wearing many hats the power of positive thinking text etiquette and a lot of other things and here is a clip of the song
1: what's poppin brand pull. new whip just hopped, just hopped in pull. i got options just i can pass that milk bitch milk like stockin <laughs> just joshing. i am going this holiday locked in my body got rid of them toxins sports in the top 10 i can put the ball in the end zone put a bad bitch in the friend zone this shit sound like an intro, jet song give me that tempo. Ooh. Told pool he a fool with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the Ville and I move like a dime. Eating fettuccine and Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre-rolls. Dark hair bitch, she look like she go. She Hometown hero, feeling myself, can't murder my ego. She heard of my deep stroke. She said, babe, does it hurt when I deep throw? Certified freak hoe, hanging around dust and she learned my lingo. Back then, wasn't worried about me, though. In the gym, trying to work on my free throw.
0: Uh, and please welcome my guest for this episode is Kunle Martins. Hi Kunle. Hi Ebony. How are you? I'm
3: good. I am uh, doing pretty good and happy today. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm also doing pretty good and happy today. Yeah. I've just played some a clip of the Jack Harlow track and I have to say out of all of the episodes so far um I don't want to Take away from any other of my participants because it's all been really great. But when you sent me that song choice, I was selfishly a bit excited because because I cur I just had a conversation with my partner. I've recently become more of a cyclist in the city. Um, but cycling more, I create I noticed myself creating different kinds of playlists for myself depending on what I'm doing and what time of the day it is, and. That This song, Jack Harlow, What's Poppin', is on many of them for me, too, which was so crazy to see. I was so excited that you sent it. Fucking love this song. Also, one of the few... It's so good, right? I mean, it um makes me... it Like, you, you can't not bob around to this song. It's so fucking fire.
1: Goddamn, down. down. Spending money at the club like Sam's. Yes, ma'am. wear protection got a career and I'm very invested some people call it a scary obsession
0: and it's one of the few songs that hit you know high status on the on the charts and then the remix also hits high status um anyways do you still listen to it pretty regularly yeah so my thing with it is that like um
3: I hadn't heard it until like last week right for the first time, and
2: I've been in oh, amazing. some pretty, some pretty deep YouTube, uh, or text
3: polls, and, um, you know, when you go really deep, it, it shows, it suggests new things for you, like, I watch YouTube on my TV, on Apple TV, so, mm-hmm. it's pretty much like television, and, um, uh, so it's been suggesting that I watch, you know, some Jack Harlow stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. And I've been ignoring it for a while so I finally listened to it and um or maybe I saw like some dude talk about Jack Harlow first, like some like YouTube channel that like talks about rappers and you know, whatever, and then I listened to the song and I was like, Okay. Um but what I like about Jack Harlow is that um he's a guy like kind of like corny white guy who likes rapping he's like really into rapping and he's been doing it for a while his mother got him into rapping by listening to like Wu-Tang and NWA and stuff um and he's from Kentucky and he has just been he's like would be rapping anyway even if the song didn't do well he just likes rapping and uh he did this song and um you know he's like on his way like you know whatever it's like success like he's like been some things have been working out for him and like this song, he did it and it like, you know, uh, had some like kind of mainstream success for him. And I like the way he raps. I like that. He doesn't have any typical kind. He doesn't have a typical rap look or rap sound. He he wears new balances and not even like the good ones. Right. He wears like, and, and like that's part of the new balance charm, right? Like, but you just get whatever New Balance, and, like, that's, that's the swag, right? It doesn't, you don't have to have the japanese
2: one. Yeah, you yeah. Have like, the ones that, like, are in every Models by the thousands, and
3: that's still New Balance swag. And like, that's basically his whole thing. It's just, like, he's got his, like, own weird little style. It's not like he wears, like, a ton of Supreme or, like, you know, like, brands that you can get at Dover Street. It's just, like, you know, kind of weird and off a little bit mm-hmm. but he's like really self-confident and i don't know it's all the whole package is kind of refreshing and i do you know i'm an american i i love it when like there's a popular song that's out and you listen to the song and you're led into this little world of people who know about the song and i, I you know like i feel like i'm in the like you know the like zone of the wave of the song that popular right now you know Um, there are many but this is one of many I went to dinner like last night with some um close friends I've known for a while it was another it was one of my friends for your birthday and I brought up Jack Harlow who was popping and um all but one had heard of him hmm. so nobody knew who he was except for one person who had just heard him rap earlier that day so um, and I'm usually not the guy to know about the new rap thing, right? Um, I'm usually like way late because I just don't care. But for like you know, because YouTube vortex suggestions, I have like you know listened to this song. I listened to a few other songs with his, and I'm like kind of like you know into his whole like um, story. You know, I'm just down with it.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy that, I mean, I don't want to speculate for any listeners who already know you, but I wouldn't assume that you're not the person who's up on shit. I mean, I guess after hearing you say that, it kind of makes sense, but maybe, maybe I, maybe I assume, would assume naively that you're up on shit without trying or something. Like your reputation precedes you, even though you don't ascribe to that reputation. It's beyond you. (laughs) It's like your reputation is that you would know what the hot Jack Harlow new shit is, but it's just interesting to hear you say that you don't. You didn't. Well, um, I have like in my my circle of friends, like I there are definitely
3: other people who would know before me, and that I would ask, like, what's the new shit? Like that. This is a normal thing that I would say. Like, what's the new rap shit out right now? Mm. Like, what's like who are the new rappers? Because, you know, in the early 2000s, it was really easy to keep up mm-hmm. with, like, new shit. Um, but then after a while, when, like, I guess, just, like, YouTube became a factor or SoundCloud or, like, even MySpace. Like, there was a point where, like, I did like like, there was, like, people were listening to stuff. And it would, like, gain popularity even before... Like, there was, like, an actual album, right? The Mm -hmm. internet would make it really popular with, like, a group of people that I wasn't really in contact with. And, like, you know, unbeknownst to me, this thing was, like, the most popular thing out, millions of views, and, like, I haven't heard it, and none of the people I know have heard it. So there was always someone else I could ask, like, what is the new shit right now? And they would kind of, like, throw a couple of things at me, and I'd be like, okay, cool. And then, um, I would feel, like, kind of caught up. Mm -hmm. But, um... I guess now it's just that kind of like you know, trying kind to of do a little bit of uh, internet scouting myself a little
0: bit and just see what what's popping. What's popping? Poppin'? Yo, that song is so fire. If Jack Harlow is listening or anyone in his camp, like I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's it was when I heard the song for the first time. It's so interesting hearing you say this too. But like I I um, come from a camp of Music discovery that took pride in not being accessible almost, you know, like you really had to search to find it. And once you found that community who knew what it was, it was small enough that it was so easy to stay on top of it. And now I really feel you when you say SoundCloud, because once SoundCloud blew up, I was just like, fuck, I don't know. This person's got an EP, this person's, someone's having a show at secret project robot in brooklyn i'd never heard of them before this person's popping up at ps1 warm-up i've never heard of them before and all they have are soundcloud accounts and release their own shit on spotify and it does feel like a different way to gather information um but anyways so many a lot of the songs people listed i was either familiar with by title or artist, but maybe hadn't really had it on my own playlist. But this is the only one that I I am bumping currently and regularly. And then I also nerdily thought about my connection to it with my new cycling life, and was wondering if you had this. Do you have cycling playlists that you make? Do you make different, you know, mood vibe I have like, playlists? Basically,
3: every playlist I have, like I, I
0: will, I mean, I have like a main
3: couple of like rap and like easy listening playlists that um I will listen to while I'm cycling I, like when I'm cycling I want to hear like uh
2: upbeat
3: um stuff like that you know puts me right in like a good zone um, right um is like fire stuff I think that's even the name of the playlist like awesome fire shit. One was like upbeat dance stuff that's just fire and then there's rap fire and then there's just like other pop music that's just like go, 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 go. Not to say that like other music isn't good, but when I'm riding my bike, it's like I'm trying to keep up a pace
2: mm-hmm. and a mood mm-hmm.
3: and it's easy to do with, with a specific kind of music. And yeah, the the Jack Harlow definitely made that um, playlist. All
2: the of other
0: stuff, you know, Dior, Pop Smoke, um, word, et cetera. Um, I just recorded a podcast with an artist and friend, JPW3, who's based in LA, and he just had a studio visit with Travis Scott. Um, uh-huh. Have you? I mean, I'm. It for me, it was just a weird, fun moment to fangirl out. Not that I would. I don't. I wouldn't particularly say I'm a huge Travis Scott fan, but I'm always since being, working in this art world, I think I am excited for the moments when there can be a crossover into my original love of music. And I wonder if, um, have you ever had any interesting moments of, uh, studio visits or new patrons of yours that have been music world or any, anybody that in, in that other world of your, of ours and that's music based that has been exciting or like a fun, I can't believe this person's coming to talk to me about my work. You know, like, I definitely have friends that
3: are musicians and whose uh, music that I like. Now, are there people that didn't like, you know, let me think, not really yet, you know, like, I fantasize about this a lot.
0: Me too. <laughs>
3: yeah, but, like, I don't feel like, um, Maybe on some level, like the Iraq brand. Like, I I, I think my friend Rehab said one day that, like, I think he was talking to Little Uzi Burt. Mm. Little. Look at That's how old I am. Little Uzi
2: <laughs>
3: Burt um, on Instagram or something. And he's like, Yeah, he hits me up and he wants some Iraq stuff. He's really into it. And I'm like, Okay. Um, you know? And, like, that's like maybe, like, it, it's usually
0: like with some brand stuff. Right, um, right, right. Cool. I hope I'm not for someone who's shown some interest in music first and that I
2: just am not thinking about right now because, uh, you know, what that okay. could possibly
3: have happened with, with some uh, fine art stuff, too. But, um, it's, yeah, no, generally it's been pretty mellow with me. There's no, like, big story to tell.
0: I don't want to put you on the spot, but I just have to say meeting you for the first time mm-hmm and similarly my opportunity to work with you on a show was like you know i actually had been interviewed about this before and mentioned it as one of my top moments like like a high in my curatorial practice um i i i think i'm selfishly curious to think about who might be an interesting dream visit for you because you were a dream visit for me and it's true it's true um <laughs> How have you been um, navigating this? I, I mean, I feel like you found a kind of balance that a lot of people haven't been able to in crossing over different fields and doing them. You know, this is saying the jack of all trades, master of none, but it is possible to be the jack of many trades and the master of all of those. You know, I mean, I've genuinely been curious as a collaborator of yours and um, fan of the work you produce in the studio, But in many, you have many different studios, you know, like have you, do you feel like you put on a different hat? Do you feel like the Kunle F. Martin, who is a master portrait drawer and studio hermit, mixes with the other hats of creating collaborations with like Adidas and Supreme and getting very, and your political voice also? I mean, I feel like you wear multiple hats, but still keep it creative. Do you feel like those all cross over harmoniously or do you feel like you put on different hats well um that's interesting
3: um you, know, you bring that up because uh, for a while you know i felt like um you know uh, you know we all have several different interests and things that inspire us um that don't necessarily intersect and like earlier on like i would say like maybe 15 20 years ago a lot of these things did not intersect seamlessly at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very schizophrenic for me to like have been into politics, right, and to be into like clothing and design and then also be into finding contemporary art and um and music and like these big like, different things and like not like see them intersect. Um, anywhere outside of my mind,
2: mm-hmm. right? So yeah. You
3: just, so they just are things that I'm into, but that was, like, similar with a lot of people. You, they're into lots of different kinds of things, and, you know, um, you have this, like, you know, going from one room to uh, in a club to another room. It's like, you know, I was in the techno room, and now
2: I'm going to go down to the hip-hop room. and Like, you know, you can walk from one to the other, but they're not the same, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And
3: so... Um, But that changed over time, right, where it it, it was weird. It's like, you know, skateboarding, graffiti, music, um, art, like all of these things sort of, like, came together. Um, uh, And it made it a lot easier for me to um, sort of, like, express these different things um, within myself, you know, because... Like, I'm really lucky, A, that I have um, these different platforms, right? Because um, there are a lot of things that I want to be able to say that are um, that make a lot more sense through a clothing brand,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, put on
3: a T-shirt
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and versus, you know, things that I want to say with, um, you know, uh, a pencil and a piece of cardboard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, one form of expression, and I don't have to, um, like, you know, if there's something political that I want to say, I don't have to, like, you know, do a pencil drawing of a political statement. I can put it on a Mm t-shirt,
2: or I can,
3: like, you know, do a a podcast or, like, a radio um, show, like, invite a friend and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, there are just these different avenues of expression that are immediately available. Now, I guess earlier on, I also, you know, like I write graffiti and like, you know, sometimes I just want to fuck shit up and it's not that complicated. And, um, but there are times where I want to be really elegant and precise and vulnerable and honest. And that's
2: like, you know, like, um, which of those. Faces. Do I want to
3: give the most time to? Like, 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 which which of those Coonleys do I want to share with the world? Right. Mm. Um. Some people, and like, people like books. Like, like, some people really like the graffiti guy, and some people really like the fine art guy, uh, the introspective, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. so, it was weird. in the like earlier on before I could see these things sort of um, messing together outside of me, it was, it was hard to, like, decide which direction I should go into. Like, I, I, I kind of felt like I needed to give one more attention than the other and then just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, you know, you can only do one. Which one is it that you want to do? And I would prefer to do the fine art thing, but, you know, um, like... I really didn't want to be graffiti guy for a long time. I mm-hmm. just thought it was like even though the, like a lot of my mentors like came from writing graffiti and have done so many different things outside of it and like have really broadened my like just the possibilities of, of, of like what a human being can do and like what their voice can be and how it can change over time. like you know I, I've seen a lot of like the people that I um look up to like, you know, Futura,
2: Espo, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Reese,
3: um, they, they have done, like, things that I didn't even think were possible. I thought if you were a graffiti writer, you're going to be, you know, doing spray paint on canvas, and that, to me, at, like, you know, 19, just has really boring, and I just didn't want to have to do that because, you know, I like doing drawings and stuff, and I don't know, like, I don't want to have to, like, you know, like, how how does that look? How do you, like, you know... Um, get famous for one thing and then kind of try to offer people something else. Yeah, it's it's pretty open right now, right? That where like people are able to digest many different views. Um, right? They're they're mm-hmm. able to. How do I say this? Like, uh, like one person can offer more than one perspective. Right? Like. Not to bring, like, Kanye into it, but it's, like, you don't have to be put into just, like, one kind of box. It's, like, way more entertaining if you are, like, like kind of like Jack Harlow. If you are a rapper, but you're not, like, you know, so predictable and you have, like, a little bit more to offer and the story encompasses um, more ideas than just what people are expecting. So I'm really lucky that there's a platform for me to express myself politically or just be a fucking vandal or get really introspective and want to share something about my uh, inspiration and community. Like, all of these things are possible, and it's, like, really cool. Um, And I don't have to choose, right? I can do them all. And, um it's really enriching, right, because, like, well, like, one of the worst things I feel like a, a creative person can do is, like, deny themselves an inspiration, right, like, be totally inspired by something, but feel like, oh, I can't, like, explore that right now, it's
2: mm-hmm. not, a, it's not mm-hmm.
3: right, like, I need to, like, you know, that's not what people are looking for from me, they, they want me to do this, and that's what they feel, so I gotta do that, mm-hmm. like, that, I, I've seen that happen, and it, like, totally blows, right, people um, people are, creative people that I know, like, most of the people I know are creative, they're so much happier when they're able to just, like, actually, like, children, like, just go to the thing that is, like, interesting and explore it and, like, play with it until, um, something beautiful happens with it, you know, like, and to be honest, that is what we like, too. We like seeing what happens when someone plays around with something, Um, that totally inspires them and then they have something that they want to share with us that is that they've made that that's like basically the world that we're living in the the creative art world like we want people to like have these like like totally awesome experiences um, and not really feel like um, you know like like embarrassed Like
0: Like they need to ascribe to something set or something. Right, like like, like there's an
3: obligation. Like, you know, just trying new things all the time just kind of seems like to be like a really good way to keep things fresh and new Mm -hmm. and to be true to myself, to be true to ourselves and to like also like keep the wheel moving forward, right? Like, keep things moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at any time, like, you know, you feel like you've been doing the same thing for a while and it's boring and you want to try something new, but trying something new is kind of weird in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And you're not immediately going to do something great with that new thing, it might take a while. It might you might be making a lot of wax shit at first, and mm. but like you know, like maybe years later, that wax shit is like great. But you at, at, certainly at the time when it's new, it doesn't feel great. You know, there is a process that we need to work through, and um, the freedom to work through that process is wonderful. And I feel like I'm really lucky that I can I'm like in touch with that. Like if I feel like I need to like move into a different direction with something because I'm into so many different kinds of things. Like, whatever that new thing is, it can only enhance all of the other things that I'm in. Like, if I want to, like, learn how to play an instrument, for example,
2: mm-hmm. just pick this out of, out of the air, um,
3: I'm not going to be good at it at first. There's going to be a huge learning curve, right? I'm going to be playing hot
2: cross buns. And <laughs> so a little star for a while,
3: right? And it's going to be butt. But being in that sort of like learning early stage process, it's only going to help all of the other areas where I've like been doing really well and exceeding my own expectations because I'm not in that early process with those other things, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't been in mm-hmm. them for a long time. So going back to that beginning stage, is, it really, really does a number on um, the way my mind works and it, it, it's it just a disservice and I try to like encourage that with myself. and. You know, like with other people also who like sometimes feel like they, they can't really start something new because you know it's just it's a it's a bad look. They're so good at whatever it is that they are doing that starting something new is just like a bad look. And like they haven't looked unprofessional for so long that it's it's embarrassing, and they need to. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's actually the best thing that we have. Like you know, fumbling around and looking stupid. And having the like confidence that like something beautiful will come out of this eventually purely just because I'm so interested in it mm-hmm. and it makes it fills me with so much joy. That's it, not because like I know I'm gonna be dope with it. It's just like I, it, it makes me feel great. It fills me with joy. I'm gonna explore this, and that's the only reason that like um, I need to continue to to explore it. And because of that, because it goes me or you with joy, to think like, like something beautiful, like you will create something beautiful from it eventually.
0: I only assume and I hope that at some point you pick up an instrument because that could be amazing. But the fact that you mentioned tapping into different, you know, different columns of creative things, part of it, I think, is because you started in a way where you didn't give a fuck what the end result was. I think if you start out in a creative field where you actually are super focused on the end result and there's nothing, you can't stray from that, you're almost setting yourself up for disappointment, right? I mean, you have, I think, what I'm saying is, and what I hope I ascribe to continuing in my curatorial career, you have to care about the project you're working on and not the outcome, you know what I'm saying? Totally. I mean, I think it's, like, it's really interesting
3: that, um, you know, we all live in this world where we see people, like, who are, like, super successful at, like, tons of different things, right? And, um, you know, I, I am no different than anyone else. Like, I just want to be really good at everything I do.
2: And if mm-hmm. I'm not,
3: then I don't want to do it. That's that's how I wake up in the morning. But um, I have been around long enough to realize that there are things that I keep coming back to that I'm not good at that um, makes me feel good, right? Mm -hmm. And that's basically when I'm at my best, when I feel good. When I'm smiling, right, Mm -hmm. then you're smiling. I'm able to, like, be of service to other people, right? And that's where I'm winning, right, because we're winning, right? It's not just about me crushing it, right, and being like, look at how awesome I am. It's me just, like, you know, enjoying myself, being present, and being present for other people and lighting up other people's lives also, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that playful energy that, like, you know, upbeat, just, like, happy to be there kind of, like, it's, it's about that, like, connection, the feeling, uh, and wanting to, like, share that with other people, right? Like, riding my bike, like, not being good at it at first. You know, not being able to go up, like, really steep hills as fast as, like, some other people, but continuing to do the hard work over, over a long period of time. And it's, like, I get a little bit better at it, and it makes me feel good. Like, every single step along the way, like, I just feel good about uh, comparing myself to myself when I started, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I need to compare myself to is, like, uh, where I was when I started. Am I better than when I was when I first started? Then, yeah. If it's yes, then I'm doing good. That's it. When I am, like, stuck in, I'm not going to do anything unless I'm really good at it, which, dude, like, I have been stuck for, like, years at a time, like, doing art in secret because it's whack, and I don't, mm. like, and I and I know it's whack, and mm. nobody wants to see this, so I'm not going to show it to anybody, and, like, nobody has to know, and, um, and when I'm hanging out with people, instead of the energy in my face going to my mouth to smile, right, it's, like, trapped at the top of my face, near my eyes, and my um, forehead, and like, I'm, like,
2: like mm.
3: in, like, an angry sort of, like, subway face, right? It's just, like, I'm just bummed, <laughs> right? Because I'm, like,
2: <laughs> thinking subway about how,
3: like, how, like, you know, like, look at how, like, awesome that guy's thing is, like, what she's doing, like, that should be me, like, how come I, you know what I mean? Like, I have been there, like, so, and then, like, that doesn't do anything for me or anyone else. It just pushes everything that I want in my life further away.
2: Mm -hmm. Like, connection
3: with people, happiness, um, and, like, progression and whatever whatever it is that I want to be doing, right? So, like, it, like, like, all these ideas, like, like, took time to, like, come around, right? You know, it's like, I know what I like. Like, I know what I
2: like, and I know what I want to do, and I know what interests me. That's Mm -hmm. like the easy part,
3: right? Like, I'm naturally drawn to so and so, and so to do this and to that, right? But having the confidence to like pursue it and to like work through it and just stay in the moment with it and like kind of enjoy the process, that stuff took time to like learn, right? I would do it, but I had it took a while for me to come around to feeling good about it, and so like, um. Not like trying to jump to the end where I want, right? And just realize, like, oh wait, the part where I'm just happy doing it is the thing. That's
2: it, mm-hmm. right? There mm-hmm. is
3: no I want part. If, if I'm like trying to get to the end, right, where where like I've crushed it, right, and everyone's like, like you know, under my thumb, like under my success, right? Then, um, a that isn't forthcoming. I've never done that, so I don't know. I
2: don't like it. it, it, It's never happened, even when I wanted it. It never happened, right? So it was never forced on So I don't know what that's like. Mm -hmm. But
3: the pursuit of that was very, very horrible, and it sucked for me and for everyone around. It's really about bringing uh, smiles and connections to and between me and other people, and
2: Mm -hmm. like whatever does that, right? Like like whatever avenues to do that, so but like we're all like that, like we all like you know. I, I don't think I'm alone here.
3: Hopefully, that's like something that you know, like I think, like in, in these times, it, it, it's like a lot clearer for people. Like, like it's you're just very simple. Like the simple solution is usually the best one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like this is the thing that makes you happy, and as long as you're happy, you're you know, people around you are happy, and everything will work out. You don't know, have to know how it's going to end. You know, you just have to, like, um, trust that you're, you just have to, like, have faith, which is, like, a word that I hate,
0: but it actually is the right word. Like, What's the wor- what word? What word? Faith? faith? You hate the word faith? Yeah. Yeah. Having faith, right? Like, just, like, going, like, doing
3: something, even though there's, there's no evidence that it's going to get you any awesome shit, right? Like, just, it feels good now. Um, I'm going to keep doing it, and hopefully things will work out. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, I'm going to, like, force this other thing to work. And, um, which also takes, takes like, a kind of faith, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the feelings associated with, with both avenues are, like, couldn't be more different. For me, it's like, I really need to feel good about the thing that I'm pursuing. And forcing something doesn't really make me feel good at all. It certainly doesn't make people around me feel good. So, and I need people around me to feel good. That's part of like my creative process. I need good vibes. I, I need that shit. Mm-hmm. should be a while to realize that too. Like I I, 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 prefer positive vibes. So I need myself in a positive place, and uh, if that is what usually puts people around me in a positive place. And so, like, let's just stay with that. It's simple. Like I don't need I don't need to like make it complicated with like the like. I need to be this person in life by, like, this year, and I need these things out of, like, my life, and, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get those things. Like, when I, when I think about things like that, and sometimes like, I, I can still slip into that, like,
0: way of thinking, but it's just, it's really easy to, like, see these days. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm not happy when I'm thinking like that. It's like, I, I need to be happy. I, to just fucking, you know what I mean yeah I need you to need like, to be enjoying you know. the process you need to be enjoying the journey it's funny like don't you think and this might be too di- you know i i don't want to bring this shit down to something elementary but it feels like being invested in a in a in a practice of writing right like graffiti writing i mean for people who really, if if you're if you're really invested in it, you're talking about like learning an instrument and learning all these things, you have to be willing to be patient and you, you realize real quick that you're doing it for yourself or you have to be ready to do it for yourself and no one else because that and shit can take and suck while. at it for a long time, which is what I'm kind of realizing when you're talking. It's like I feel... As though you and maybe people who have similar experiences, you as being invested in something that is not so overtly accessible from a public or it's a very internalized process, you go through it. And if you've made it through that process, because so many fucking toys don't make it through it, including myself, you know, like, let's just call a spade a spade. I can't I can't just fucking buy the crank marker and keep trying to get up one night when I'm like a teenager and fucking high and drunk and with friends and I think I'm doing the shit like it's more than that. You know, it's you have to be invested in it for yourself in a way that is not preoccupied with what the perception is. I think one of the reasons it's apparent that your involvement in what may be seemingly different hats, but people who know, you know, it's not Is that you went through a period of personal development with graph in a way that you know you had you you probably I mean I don't know how much you sucked at it or when but we don't you don't start out on it as being dope right like I mean you figure out your style you (laughs) do you figure I'd love to see early books by the way but you figure out your style you work at it right and then you get to a place where you feel confident enough to put it out there and I think that process is so interesting for anyone listening who's not familiar with, with writing or like with graffiti and maybe is only familiar with something like fine art or, um, you know, music. music. But like, even with like skateboarding, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, like you'll have a
3: passion for it while you suck at it. That's what keeps you going, right? If, if there's no passion, just, you know, by all means, like, no one's asking you to put out whack stuff or, like, keep, like, fucking up the same tricks and not learning anything or, like, putting out, like, horrible, horrible, horrible music if mm-hmm. you don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you love that shit, you know, like, you kind of have a duty to yourself to keep doing it, you mm-hmm. know? To, so, like, um, like, you know, maybe just do it in the shadows. Like, do it on your own time. But, like, you know, whatever it is that, like, you're really passionate about that brings you joy, like, you know, uh, just don't be discouraged that it's, like, not like at the top level and like just like for me like the exploring part of it, like, you know, learning it, like
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh copying what somebody else did, um, like, you know, how they did it, hanging around people that do it really well, like, you know, um, that that to me like like before the internet was out was like how you learn how to do shit. Like, you know, you you suck at it for a while, you hang out with people that do it better than you. And you get a little bit better at it. And, like, um, just, like, the change between, like, when you first start out to when you start making improvements is drastic. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like I still sucked when I was making improvements, but I, w- I had so much more confidence because I had made improvements, right? So, like, there was this whole time when I was, like, writing graffiti where, like, I, I had gotten a little bit better, right? But I was still so bad. And, but, like, all the confidence
2: in the world, you know what I mean? and, like, it it, it took a while to get from
3: that point to a place where there was actual flow, and I actually, it was, like, effortless, and I kind of was, like, locked into like, a style that, like, you know, made sense, and, like, it was, like, you know, it wasn't something so contrived, and I wasn't really doing it for the wrong reason, that it kind of, like, you know, that comes later, and, like, learning that process with playing the flute when I was in, junior high school or making drawings, like, from the the time I was six or, like, you know, drawing Ninja Turtles and really sucking at it, like, from having to, like, literally trace it over a comic book and then trying to draw it freehand and stuff, you know, until I got to a place where, like, I can just do it. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, not a big deal and I'm not even, I don't even care anymore, but I can do it. And other people are impressed. Like, I had to be introspective enough to, like, to, like, realize that, like, that is a cycle that kind of is involved with everything creative that I want to do. And as long as it's really something interesting that I'm super psyched on that, like, I can just, like, watch or do for hours or watch somebody else who does really well talk about for hours or just watch someone else do for hours that's really good at it, like, there's something there for me to learn. And, Mm -hmm. like, the learning part is, like, part of the creative process. As long as I'm learning something and, like, trying it out and not really great at it, there's, like, something for me to do there. There's, like, work for me to do work part that's a good part of the journey it's something that turns me on and it's worth exploring totally but like, that's like basically all I have it really makes me happy it brings me joy it took a while for me to realize to get in touch with emotion as a as an American man a black mm-hmm. gay American man to get in touch with emotions that's not included in the starter pack you know
2: mm-hmm. I had to like
3: figure that shit out too I was brought up in the 80s and 90s and it's like, you know, American Gladiators and, like, pro wrestling and, like, professional sports and Wall Street and, you know, acting and music. It's like, you know, you better be crushing it, mm. right? Like, you better win, right? Like, you know, sweep the leg. Like, it, it's all, you know, it wasn't like, enjoy yourself, enjoy the process, you know? Like, that wasn't part of it. So, like, I had to learn how to, like, take it easy on myself, and just kind of like, you know, um, because it it, it it only makes things harder when I put that kind of, like, negative pressure on myself,
2: mm-hmm. which
3: makes total sense intellectually, but, like, you know, again, like, without the proper, like, um, ability to sort emotions and, like, uh, uh, get out of my own personal perspective, which is skewed and, like, you know, see myself how other people see me, which is, like, usually a lot more positive than the way I see myself. Like, all these things have, like, had to be, like, learned, kind of. And I'm super glad that I did because not everybody is afforded, like, that kind of growth. And, you know, it, that's, like, really when life really starts to, like, pay off. When, like, you know, I get out of my own way and mm-hmm. I'm able to, like, be happy and be of service to people and, like, share what things inspire me and, like... You know, just be happy with them, and like, kind of like learn and like teach and grow, and like, like that's just the wrong. That's like all I have. Really. Mm. You know, like learning and growing and sharing that shit with other people. That's like, like when I'm dead, like that's the only thing that will be left is like what I've shared with other people about what I've learned and like, you know, how I grew and like my experiences. Like that's all I have to share. That's all I've got.
0: Yeah, I mean it's about leaving the legacy, and I have to say, just upon final reflection, one side note: I hope you have a flute in your studio right now and are playing hot cross buns because I also play the flute in a way that's <laughs> in a way that started in uh, middle school, and then I bought it later when I worked at a record store and was infatuated with. Um, Dilla, Jay Dilla from Slum Village, and Donald Bird, and these like samples and all of these flute samples. I was determined to. So I have a flute. I can only play a scale in A minor at the moment, but if you would like someone to learn hot cross buns with you, I think we should talk offline because I'm about it. And one thing I've been dying to have a moment to tell you is you, I feel like one aspect of your life that you probably do daily and don't even think about it that still feels so graffiti based meaning fuck you it's not about you it's about me and what like it's like it's still very um intimidating side of you is your text messaging (laughs) you're like i love i like want to be super i mean i love you i'm saying this because i think it's a funny platform to put it out there but This positivity aura that circles you is clouded by this aura of like not wanting to give too much emotion. You know, it's almost like you're disconnected from your voice via text and email. You know, like, to be honest, to everyone listening, I am always a little bit hesitant waiting for Kunle's text back message. You know, like, I feel like I was like, I'm like, oh, man, I hope I didn't. Text at like the wrong time. Maybe I. I don't know. Let me add an emoji at the end because I <laughs> want to keep it light. But you're the f- most. No, no. You're like the friendliest and most um gen like one of the more generous people in my art world that I know. But it's just I think it's funny for me to mention this out loud to you and to anyone who's listening that you really do tote that friendliness. I know you ascribe to it and appreciate that shit around you but yo your text tone is like scary sometimes i'm like oh shit this nigga's gonna come and fucking i'm a mark right now i feel like i'm a mark <laughs> he's like yo i mean i don't know about like i got you i see you i'm like oh, you know it makes me shiver but i love you and i know you so i know that's not true but i'm just i'm just telling you you know that's how it comes <laughs> yeah no like texting world, you know texting is
3: like that like like it's not a phone call there's no emotion it's like like what is it get to the like
0: point like okay cool okay great bye like yeah. you know because you're, you're like usually, sure like, period I'm, okay period yes period like, I'm, I'm like oh like, no or four people, <laughs> like 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 because you're texting you're
3: not taking the time to make a phone call so you're doing something else generally right it's like that's an excellent
0: I'm, I'm on my phone right now
3: but I'm probably in, like, an actual physical conversation with someone who's standing in front of me or I'm, like, watching something or reading something or maybe I'm actually texting two other people at the same time. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's like, an point. I'm
3: not, but, like, but it, it, but it seems fine at the time to be, like, I'm going to respond, um, <laughs> and that seems better <laughs> than, like, not responding at all.
2: But yeah, it's like, yeah. a
3: one-word response, and it's, like, i don't really get how it comes across but like you know I, sw- I, I, I sure i sure get it when it when it happens to me when like somebody else does it to me i'm like the
2: <laughs> problem? Like,
3: i just wrote like this whole thing and he's just like k like, yeah. and like i totally drop k's on people all the time yeah like her, when an attorney you know it's just
0: it's just you know, the world we live in, I guess, you know, hard. We're all just trying to do the best we can. Yeah, man. It's so, forgive me. It's, no, it's okay. I forgive. I, of course I forgive you and would never stop reaching out to you, but it's just funny because sometimes it's just like hedging your response mood that day. I'm like, does he want to meet for lunch? I don't know if he really wants to meet. Uh, I can't tell, you know, but it's just, a, it's also just it's, that, that reaction too feels very selfish. Like I need more reassurance, but why? I mean... We should all be able don't to trust. <laughs> I, I would never. I mean, we should all trust enough that the people we care about in our, in our lives, you know, those nuances, we should be able to be rid of those with the people at least we trust. You know, it's the people we don't know. We yeah. should care about that shit like tone. But I just wanted to kind of, you know, give you a hard time about your um the yeah, the that weight that you place you on it. friendly vibes around you and be like, oh, sometimes yeah. that's not such a friendly vibe via text, but. I, I, I can. You gotta, like, like, you know what I try to do, like, to take the
3: edge off of text is, like, I go into, like, um, text edit in the keyboard, mm. and I try to, like, change the, um you know, like, if you, because um, when you go in there, you can, in your settings, you can, like, change the word, like, maybe to, like, um, like, so every time you type the word, maybe it'll come up automatically, like, with whatever you want, you can like change it to whatever you want.
2: Mm-hmm. You could, um,
3: so like, I you can put in code like if I type double O, it can bring up an emoji, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to like add character to like certain words and phrases so that like every time I type them, it like either brings up a different font or an emoji with it. So that I don't have to, so that like I can do it quickly and it gives like a little bit more kind of emotion, and so that it's not just like a simple like you know phrase or
0: something basically what you're telling me is you're creating a fucking hand style with emoji predictions that's what you just said
3: uh yeah kind of yeah
0: i've never done that before but now i will look into it but basically you're just creating a text style
3: yeah i mean it's, it's kind of necessary because like for the reasons you just said it's like when i communicate with people it's like like there is, there is a perfect emoji that goes along with this, but I haven't used it in two weeks, so it's not going to be in my recent, and I don't really have time right now to be scrolling through. I don't know exactly where it is, so it becomes this whole thing. Mm. So when I do have time, I go into the keyboard, and I um, edit my text so that the word amazing comes up with like some like crazy script
2: <laughs> font,
3: and like the word maybe comes up in the tiny font and like (laughs) the the word cool comes up with like the sunglasses emoji on both sides of it and like you know like so that like it's like if I do just type cool it's like you know fluttered with emojis.
0: Yeah that's fucking crazy. I have one more question for you just selfishly that I've been wondering since I've met you know had the privilege of knowing you and working with you. How do you feel about the aka in in different parts of your career, like do you prefer a removal from kunle versus ear snot? Do you like whenever it happens naturally? Do you think there are instances when they should be removed from each other, or do you just let people do whatever they think they want to? Like, or are you? Do you feel? Do you ever feel? You know, very, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh you know steeped in emotion or very very purposeful in your decision is what i'll say about no i don't want you to talk about my ear snot name when you're talking to Kunle. or are they interchangeable or do you have any restrictions on that play well this has all evolved
3: um very interestingly over the past like couple of years right so um like i started doing more fine art, and it's like, you know, I want people to know um, Kunle Martin, fine artist,
2: mm-hmm. right?
3: And so, um, but the way people, like, know me now is, like, Kunle Martin's, like, Kunle, Iraq rap not. Mm-hmm. So, um, the graffiti writer. And so I hated the idea that, like, no matter how hard I worked at uh, anything that wasn't graffiti, people were just going to tie it to graffiti. I kind of wasn't balanced that, But... The more that I get um notice for the fine art, the more I realize that like the graffiti thing is just like an asset, it's just like an and, right? Mm-hmm. It's like another thing that I also do that people like. Mm-hmm. And it's not a negative, it's a plus. So um, I'm totally down with like, you know, the New York Times saying, like, you know, Klingley Martin said this art show and he's also this graffiti writer who does this it's like that. Yeah, great. Like, you know, yeah. uh, 10 years ago, I would have been bummed. Like, I would have wanted them to just say, who my market, is and, Like, forget the graffiti thing. Like, I'm trying to leave that world behind. You know, it's like, you know, I, I am super lucky that I even have that, right? Like, that I have more than one thing going on. Like, I'm super grateful for that. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is, like, try and, like, you know, negate it or chop it up or, like, try to, like, minimize it. But I'm super lucky also that in the past couple of years, Um, each thing has been able to flourish on its own so that um, they can complement each other, right? It kind of, like, has worked itself out. um, Mm. So that, like, I had, you know, like, I couldn't predict that it was going to work out this way. Um, And I'm really happy that it did. And, um, yeah, like, again, before, I was not down with mixing the two. Definitely, like, wanted the graffiti vandalism sort of like I don't give a fuck stuff to just kind of be its own thing you
2: mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and
3: um like when I wanted to show another softer side and perspective intellectual I didn't want to have to like explain the like let's fuck shit up vandalism side I didn't want those conversations to be intertwined but the more comfortable I am with myself the more I realized that like they complement each other. Each each hand washes the other. There is not one without the other because Totally. That's the yeah. So, uh, and I'm more comfortable with that now. So it's like totally cool to like be able to talk about that with people and explain to, to people, and and like have people realize like, look, there is no Picasso without uh, womanizing, right? There is no Michael Jackson without controversy with little kids, right? right? Right. There is no ignition remix without like R. Kelly's like crazy story, right? Like. That's just what happens. Like, there are no people out there who don't like have like some crazy porn search words.
2: Like, <laughs> if there's somebody that thinks think like
3: really awesome and amazing and like, oh my god, they're so great and smart, yes, yeah, they've got their porn search words that <laughs> can, like make you bug out, right? And, and that's okay, like because there is no perfect. There's it just does not exist. There is no one polished, even though like that is our like total instinct. That is the way we are fed information. That is like how stuff is, like, you know, branded and, like, marketed toward us, that is not the reality. We all know that. Like, like, even the guy who, like, is in the police chase and, like, you know, like, wrecks a bunch of cars and, like, you know, and then, like, you know, like, finally wrecks the car and, like, the police, like, and you're just watching this all on YouTube and it's like, oh, my God, look at this police shit and this fucking scumbag. Like, that guy probably does some really cool stuff. Like not all police chase all the time.
2: Mm. Like you
3: know, like everyone has like good and bad, and the the the, the best thing you can do is like um, to see the full picture and, and accept that it takes more than just the thing that you're psyched on to create the thing that you're psyched on, and, that, and that's okay.
2: That's
0: yeah,
3: totally okay.
0: That's that's because very true.
3: We, like, create people, like, you know, crazy situations where people are, like, just, like, you know, like, ashamed and schizophrenic about themselves and, like, other people, and they want to cancel people when they find out that they did one particular thing that they're so, that they can't get behind. And it's like, look, all right, like, I don't know where you're, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, like, where you grew up and, like, how many perfect people you know and how perfect you are, but, like, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I need people to know that up front. Like, I I make mistakes. I will hurt your feelings. I will embarrass you. I will disappoint you. Mm -hmm. And I will inspire you. And, like, I possibly, hopefully, and hopefully we'll, like, you know, we'll be really good friends. And We can, like, you know, have really good times together and make each other feel good.
1: But it is not one way all the time. That is just not, like, a thing.
0: Um i do have to say since i'm the creator of this podcast um fuck the police though so just i'm just using this platform to say that personally but i appreciate what everything you're saying and you're one of my truly i mean i've been kind of grappling with how much to talk about working with because I've worked in some level with every artist involved in this podcast, but working on the show with you at Chew the Lobster was truly one of the high points for me, and I talk about it whenever I can. So really, Kunle, yeah, it was as, so dope for, me, was so dope you for me. me. I took a chance a super crazy chance. And that's like, why, you God, know what? I will never forget that. That's why I think it was so memorable for both of us, is I felt like you took a chance on me at the same time and where I was in my career and what I was tr- hopefully just trying to maybe offer you and do for you. I felt like you were taking a chance on me. So maybe that's why it was so memorable for both of us. We were really, we were both really invested in it. And I love you for that. And although your texts might come out, come up without the shortcuts, I will not hesitate to text you and ask to talk to you for a podcast. Thank you, Kunle Martins, for joining us. And um, thank
3: you for having me. I really
0: appreciate it. I I love the opportunity. This has been Blue Cheese. This episode was brought to you by Kunle Martin, a.k.a. Snot. A.k.a. snot Fuck, I was going to say that. I thought I was so clever. Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks, guys.
1: It's <laughs> Lucy. <laughs>